There we go. And welcome back to another Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, author of the Ancient Illumination series, and I am joined once again by a graphic artist, Jordan Pernell Jackson. Hey, everybody. And author of the Adolithial uh, fantasy novel, Elendil and Amatrice Magic, Andrea Rose Washington. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to discuss, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't catched it, the Loki finale, which just happened uh, yesterday. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, we, we all, uh, actually, we had skipped last week. We, yeah, we got to we, talk about four. Yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we mean five. We didn't talk about five. Oh, this sorry, is, five, yeah, five and six. Yeah, five and six, where we finally, at the culmination, got to see who was behind the TVA. Um, it was basically, for me, a 40-minute exposition dump, which I didn't really mind because of what transpired. Uh, the episode prior was pretty cool, as you see uh, Sylvie and Loki go to the void after Sylvie self-prunes, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird. And, and everybody, I think, figured they were going to get answers then. Um I liked it. Like I said, it wasn't as action heavy for the finale as well. We saw a lot uh, with Into the Loki-verse, basically, when they were in the void and all the other Lokis came in. Uh, What did you guys think of 5 and 6? Andrea? I enjoyed it. Um, As a series as a whole, I really enjoyed uh, Loki, and then 5 and 6 sort of just submitted it. uh, I couldn't, like, just made it perfect. Um... I enjoyed it much more than Falcon and Wonder Soldier and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, five and six. For me, I was, um, I enjoyed five, but I was, it kind of was like more tongue in cheek and more playful, just like the whole dynamics they had going on in the Loki verse. Um, it felt like a Rick and Morty episode for me. Okay. Um, yes! It's very like Rick. It's I don't know. It's just very Rick and Morty. So it was like kind of like goofy, but it was kind of fun. But then it was like we're gonna get serious. Like this uh, giant smoke guard dog. Is it Elias? Elias, yes. Elias the guard smoke guard dog. But anyways, so that happens. That fight scene happens. I'm like that part was okay for me. Um, but I think seeing the season finale kind of brought everything together and was like I was happy to see. Um, variant Kang or Kang the time time time, the time keeper or whatever he, he who remains but yeah because yeah. that's who he technically is on this that's, that's basically he, it, it, it says yeah it, yeah. it says on that he who remains I'm like okay I don't know that's Jonathan Majors I know what that's supposed to be. Yeah, so I yeah I enjoyed the long conversation and then the fight it was a great conversation and he I was hilarious he was great I loved his energy everything acting that was acting um, but it's, okay, so here's here was my like when I saw six, it made it reminded me of five because Kang talks about or he who remains in six talks about 
okay, if you kill me, you open up the door to all my all my different versions. And I liked in five, we got to see all the, like a lot of different versions of Loki. So I felt like mm-hmm. five was sort of playing into that. You saw the kid Loki, you saw classic Loki, boastful Loki, alligator Loki, if he was a Loki. Um, you saw President Loki, and then like all the other like armies. They didn't make mm-hmm. it clear if the army was Loki's or just like random people who survived being right. Yeah, that's what I, was thinking. I thought they were randoms. But um, it's like you got to see the different Lokis, and then you see in episode six, he's talking about, hey, if you get rid of me, you're gonna get a whole bunch of other versions of me. And like Sylvie and Loki are again different types of Lokis. So I liked mm-hmm. how it felt like they were playing off of the fact that we met all these other Lokis, and now. Uh, he who remains is warning us. Yay! Hey, remember how you saw all those? I have all of these, and mine are more evil. Like we started this stuff, and we start. I started the war. Different versions of me started the war, and then like you saw that fight with all the different Lokis. I'm just like, come on, guys, seriously. Like you saw the our Loki, I guess the original Loki. I want to call him. Um, like seeing himself fight each other. It's just like really, guys. And I guess like six was sort of like, hey. I, we start. I did that war, and I just thought like five was like a smaller version of what he who remains was like talking about what his people did. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I felt like how they played off each other. You see, also, that's basically all propaganda up to that point where where he even says, "Yeah, this is where the story diverges from what uh, Miss Minutes told y'all in the little mm-hmm. cartoon at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show." She scared me. She scared the she shit out of me. She popped up like, "Oh, I'm like, get out of here, pancake <laughs> face." Yeah, it was kind of interesting. And um, if you didn't read all the comics and and watch all the movies, I didn't read it. I didn't read the comics. a lot of. But what I'm saying is. Uh, Disney Plus made it seem like you didn't have to know any of that to enjoy it, which is kind of false. A lot of it for some people, even if you, but you're both loosely affiliate with the comics because you have seen a lot of the MCU though, Mm -hmm. right? That's true, yeah. And so it's almost like you need uh, damn near another education to figure out what in the hell and where some of these characters have come from. Yeah. Because the wife be looking, it's funny when we were watching it, the wife would turn around and look at me when stuff pops up on the screen. Like I'm supposed to answer whatever is coming up. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what are, you, what are you looking at me for? And she's like, I'm, I'm, hoping you, I'm hoping you recognize whatever the hell this is because I have no clue what this is. And shout out to uh, Geek Culture Explained because when I'm feeling lazy, I don't want to go back and read all of them or I don't have access to. I go and watch this dude. He's got a pretty cool YouTube channel, Geek Culture Explained, and he explains all the different versions of Kang. And basically gives us a summation of what these amalgamations of the various characters in the comic books universe from Marvel as what basically what this looks like is a mortis is what we're given in mm-hmm. this this version of Kang that we see who's not necessarily Kang the Conqueror and he mm-hmm. even alludes to that like I've gone by many names mm-hmm. I, you know he who remains I've been been a conqueror but you know he doesn't <laughs> say he did avoid saying Kang yeah, the entire time when he describes himself, so that that was cool, and I like I like the show like both of you. But the thing was, I didn't necessarily like it for what I was given, but more so what it may mean for the future, what what may be to come, as what this show kind of uh, portends for the future, what they're going to give us. Because 
it could lead to so many different things. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't mind the 40 minute exposition dump. I did like Jonathan Majors uh, being introduced when he pops up in the elevator. And when he they're trying was, to kill him I over smiled, again. I smiled. I smiled. He was amazing. Yes. Like he, yes. he like his back must hurt because he carried that episode. Like if it, <laughs> if anyone else <laughs> would have been cast, or mm-hmm. I don't feel like they could have carried it the way he did. Like the way he brought the person to life, brought Kane yeah. to life, he who remains to life was amazing. And just and he, he played lucid crazy and tired. Mm. Because like he's been, he's been alone basically right. for a generation. I'm ready, I'm ready to like give up on this. Like you can tell, he's going like somewhat like mm-hmm. crazy. He's not all the way sane, but yeah. he's still is sane enough to try and like keep the world in order. But he's also at the age where he's like, I don't, I'm getting, I'm, I'm done. I'm, a, I'm much older. What do you say? He said I'm much older than I look. Or I'm very. Yeah, he did say that. He did. So it's like he played, he played someone who I guess was like warring in his brain really well. Yeah. Like with himself. Uh-huh. And there's so many different versions of Kang that you could use. Like I said, if you look at his cloak and the medallion that's on his chest, that's obviously, if you look in the comics, it's from Mortis, mm-hmm. which I believe uh, he was actually from the 30th century and not the 31st, as he says in the show. And he goes back and he takes on some title of Ra, something in ancient Egypt, and I believe he fights Apocalypse. Uh, oh. Yeah, and the Avengers, I think, end up going back and fighting him and sending, forcing him to go back to his own time. So there's a whole bunch of things Interesting. that they could do with this. And I'm wondering if that's a loose kind of introduction into the other characters who we've not had in the MCU previously because of the new merger with uh, Disney, Marvel, Right. Rebuying those those characters that were previously owned by 20th Century Fox. Are we going to get the X Men? Are we going to mm-hmm. get Fantastic so. Four? Because I, so. uh, I think Amortis and one of the other like variants amalgamations that we're talking about from the comics is actually a descendant it's from a Reed Richards. Richards. Yeah. So mm. there's so many different things they could do with this, and that that's why I was saying I don't necessarily I wasn't in love with what happened here it was more excitement for oh god what are they going to do next what is and with all the shows this opens up the door for the shows and kind of loosely ties everything together Mm -hmm. um, in a way that they hadn't in the previous two shows they had hinted at it with WandaVision um, and they had also Falcon Winter Soldier basically is its own thing which is the only one that didn't get a sequel because I believe they said Captain America and Winter Soldier will return. They didn't say Falcon Winter Soldier. They're, they're, they might they're, be they're, yeah. the they get in the movie, though. I thought yeah. they get in the movie. Okay, maybe it's a movie, but they said that they would return, right? Yeah. So yeah. And we, got, we got the stamp, the mid credit scene with Loki saying that it would return. We already knew that it was going to have a second season anyway, but you've got Ant-Man's third movie and Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So... Now, is there going to be something else like the the War of Kings? <laughs> because <laughs> okay, the, the War, War of Kings. Kings. Yeah, because essentially, you guys remember the uh, animated graphic they had at the beginning of Loki when uh, Miss Minutes and the, and the cartoon came in to explain mm-hmm. how the TVA came about, uh-huh. and it's almost like they switched out the Timekeepers and the Time Twisters for the Kings. 
So basically, remember, they were saying that the timekeepers saw all these timelines fighting each other and basically uh -huh. they stopped that war to create this cohesive, uh, sacred timeline. And what we get from Jonathan Major says... He did it. That was him. Yeah, It was yeah, all he, made a black man. Black yeah, man did basically it. basically fighting the time war himself. He was the one that did that. And we also know now that there are multiple TVAs because when Loki went back to the when he got booted by Sylvie, oh yeah he was in a different is it now there's like was, six branches or something like that and he wants to keep Jesus. them off and previously we had thought maybe there was just one tva that was like out of the time loop and they were kind of watching all them independent timelines when oh. no there are multiple tvas which i think kind of proves my point remember i was saying that uh, uh mobius? Mo mobius there was a variant mobius that was also working with Renslayer that he didn't know about and she was taking the trophies from different cases that were solved. I'm thinking that might have been the uh, variant Mobius we saw. So I slightly disagree on that, just because I think the way that, the way I the way I saw it was the multiple TVAs happened after everything with Sylvie and Loki happened. Like now there's multiple TVAs, but there weren't before. Because he made a point to say there's only one timeline. So now when he says 63 branches, I saw it as now there's multiple TVAs, but there wasn't, there was only one prior because it was only one timeline. Well, so it didn't well, say he kept them separate. He said he did, like he got rid of the other timelines, put them all in the void. But there's multiple that's how of I saw him. It. Hmm? There's multiple of him though. Yeah, so but who's not. To, who's to say they didn't have, you know, you know, great minds stick alike. Who's to say they didn't have the same thoughts because they were, you know, in some essences, the same being having similar trains of thought and doing the exact same thing. And plus, we see the statue of him at the end. At the end now, there's that's definitely true. I just didn't see it before. They didn't the way he explained it. It doesn't come up. It doesn't come across like that for me. For me, it comes across as there was one TVA. He put everything in charge. He only had that one timeline. And now there's multiple. So that's how I see it. Yeah, but they already said that there was multiple timelines to that thing. I think the possibility of there multiple TVAs existing is yeah, quite not as well. But if there are multiple TVAs, would they be an overlapping network? Like, if that's the case, would they be a connected network of TVA 1, TVA 2, 3? Or is it like, or is it just the ramifications that cause there to be a new? Some so a variation of the TVA? Like, that's yeah, that's what was kind of confusing yeah. me because I when I saw it, I was like. I mean, I got that he was. She was clearly in another type of TVA, but I'm like, did the ramifications of what happened affect just reality yeah. as a whole? Yeah, yeah. They, like they had no, they had no idea. Who they Loki didn't know was. who. Yeah, they didn't even know who he was. It was they not even as a Loki. Loki. They didn't know him. Right, right, right. They he, thought, just, he thought he thought just no there. They didn't know him as a Loki at all, which right, was right. sort of also interesting because what does that do for Loki's in that whole universe if they didn't recognize Loki? Maybe not even like as our friend Loki, but just like as a Loki. Like, hey, you're a Loki. What's going on here? Maybe that TVA was the one where the black Loki came from. So they didn't recognize that Loki because they was used to bald headed brother with the beard and the hammer. Boastful. This is bashful or boastful? Boastful. What do they call him? Boastful. Yeah. Boastful Loki. I like my idea better than braggadocious Loki. <laughs> Um, I will say Sylvie did what like they always they warn people like you if you live long enough you see yourself go from the hero to a villain yes, yes. and at the very end 
Like, like we were supporting her in the TVA episode one, two, three, four, five. Like, I was like, okay. And then, like, you learn the truth at six. You're like, okay, Sylvie, stop. Like, don't, I understand. Don't I understand that you're <laughs> upset. I understand it took all this from you. I under like you have righteous anger. You really do. But I'm glad you did it. Like someone, um, this someone I can't think of the person's name, but he alluded it to. He um, compared it to Adam and Eve and the apple because you see, you see, Cain come down Jonathan with was eating uh, an apple. The apple, um, oh. and then you have Adam and Eve, and like basically, this is the start of a whole new universe. Yeah. Basically, and he's tempting them to say, hey. Don't you could either do this, you have option one of like you could just go back and run the TVA yourself and then you guys would be the lords, or you could kill me and then like you're gonna meet an evil more evil version of me. You're gonna meet chaos. And I was like, oh, that's sort of like an in- interesting parallel between it because it's like, okay, Sylvie went, she killed him, she gave into temptation or whatever, and she killed him, and now we're into this whole world of chaos. But she killed him. And she became, in that moment, she became sort of like the villain. I was like, you oh. were, you, we understood everything. But it's like that moment where it's like, you're so fo- focused on getting your vengeance. You didn't stop to think, what is the cost of what I'm doing? Right. Somebody, she became the villain. Somebody heard say the true mark of a villain is, is if they eat an apple when they're talking to you. I got to do some more research into that. That's like, <laughs> right, that's like one of the tales of which one is it. If he's eating an apple and he's speaking to you, that means he's the villain. Basically, to me, Sylvie was Star-Lord. Yes! Like, they oh almost, had, they almost had the garlic off his hand. They almost was about to get it. <laughs> and he was like, where's Gamora? And then, like, you know, so Dude, Sylvie wait. and her, she's like, but this is, but this is what she came to do—to be, to be faithful yeah. to the character. Mm-hmm. Like when Loki and Sylvie were going at it, and she was like, "He was like, you betrayed me." She's like, "No, you betrayed me." I was like, "Well, <laughs> technically, this was her game plan from the get down. Was, was to see who was at, who was, who was, who was controlling the TVA and the timelines, and for pulling me out of my life from whatever the hell I was doing for no reason in her mind, mm-hmm. she was gonna kill him." So I felt like she She stayed true to her purpose and finished off, even though it was stupid in the end, because you know what you just kicked off. We have no, actually, we have no clue what she just kicked off. Exactly. We're going to have to find out. We just know there's another TVA with a black, with a black uh, man as a statue. Oh, oh, there was that tweet that went around yesterday. So the TVA is a black owned business. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) That's hilarious. I saw I saw that yeah. one, and I saw somebody with uh, the blue faced uh, Jonathan Majors with the koofy cap on, and the caption says, "We yes. were kings." Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> we were kings. We was oh kings. That's um, hilarious. So there's an interesting thought of if classic Loki is still alive or not. If he did, because he alluded in five that he created such a strong projection of himself that Thanos thought that he killed the real one and he didn't and he became like a piece of space junk or whatever and so people are saying now and at the end of five you see that piece of like either like a ship or a piece of space junk going into like the void area and so now like oh is classic Loki actually dead or is he alive so now that's something I feel like is a what if what happened to him and perhaps they may uh, delve into that when we get this uh, what if animated thing on the uh, 11th of of August. Yes, this is springboarding into a lot. Like I said, for me, it was more about 
like my rating for the show is probably going to be a little lower on what I actually got, but it's higher on what this means we could get. So I'm pretty excited for that. And they, I was happy that they actually followed through with this one because you know what I was kind of complaining about the the big bads in the last two shows is like everybody had so much speculation about Mephisto and um, Wandavision. <laughs> And who was going to end up being a real power broker and who was going to be behind everything. And, and I kind of fizzled out for me for those mm-hmm. two. But everybody was like, well, you know, with Renslayer and who the love interest in the comics is supposed to be Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, I got it. We got to apologize to JC because I, I remember when JC brought it up. We were like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, well, JC, you were right. Well, it was Amortis. Is it Amortis? Is that the this, Amortis? This, I think is is who we got in that that's last what we episode. Got. We that technically was, that got was Amortis. So we got Amor- yeah. Amortis, but who's I mean, going to give close. way to Kang the Conqueror? Exactly. Who's going to come in? Because that, that's what he's saying. Is like if you think I'm bad, uh, wait till you see my variants. Because Kang when is he, supposed to be ruthless. When he said, um, "I'll see you soon," when he died, and like wait. that. Th- Yes, that was sort of just like, okay, you really effed up because he wasn't even scared to go. It was like, okay, you really effed up, Sylvie. So Judge Renslayer, I do have a question about her. What did you guys think about her? Because to me, she was just a one-dimensional character and I didn't like that. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll see more, like, because, you know, she lived, she, like, went to another place. She dipped out. We don't know where she went. Um, I think she went back in time. But... (laughs) Oh, because the conversation? What time would you want to go to? Because it just sort of felt like she was a one-note character who could only... We know what her job was, but she refused Mm -hmm. to accept that maybe something else might be behind it. Like, everyone else who came into contact and was like, with her variant or started learning the truth, they're like, okay, this is wrong. We need to we need to correct the TVA because now we understand that we've been lied to this entire time. And with Judge Renslayer, it's just sort of like... I know I've been lied to, but I don't care. It has, there has to be a reason for this. And it's just like hitting the nail in the coffin of just refusing to open your eyes. I don't know. I can't yeah. think of the words I'm trying to say about her. That's but like, relatable. I just sort we of hope. real people like that. She was drinking a Kool-Aid. Yeah, we yes, got real people like that. And it's, You've been voting against your interest for the past how many years? It's never worked. And they look at you and go, but it might. <laughs> and it's like, oh God, why? Like you, like, I was so, I was sort of hoping for a bit more for her, and it just seemed like they just left her as, yeah, drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, Even I mean, I think it turns out that it's sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair to like. There are certain characters that like can be one dimensional. Like it's okay. Like not everyone has to be a round character. Like I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even really care for Renslayer, so it was like. You keep drinking that Kool-Aid. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. Um, Did anyone think about the story that Thor said in Ragnarok about how Loki stabbed him when they were kids? Because like he faked like he was a snake and then Thor picked up the snake and he's like, ah, it's Loki and he stabbed him. Yeah. And then connecting that to when kid, kid Loki said that he killed Thor. <laughs> I saw, oh, I saw, I, th- I think it was, um, was it New Rock Stars? I was watching that. It's a YouTube channel, yeah, and they had said they, they said something about that. And I was like, oh, that actually sort of makes sense because we don't really know how long. It does look like Kid Loki had been there for a while, so he could be older than what he is when he yeah. killed Thor. But I was like, that was the only story that Thor made a, a mention of saying, like when they were kids, Loki tried to kill him or stabbed him, and then maybe he like accidentally killed him at that time. 
which I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, that, that could be a correlation between the two. And we actually see Throg. The Frog Loki? The Frog Thor. No. Thor, yes. yes. Stuck, yeah, Did anybody in see in that jar? Yeah, yeah. that was a he, frog. Thor? Yeah, I saw yeah. the Thor cape. I didn't know that was frog. I was very. Yeah, if you look, like, oh. there's there's actually Mjolnir. The hammer is there, and then it's right, right below the hammer, there's a jar, and there's a frog in the jar, <laughs> dressed as Thor, trying to jump to get the hammer, oh, but he can't because he's stuck in the jar. I saw the jar and I saw something jump. I'm like, that's Thor, isn't it? I I thought it was like a miniature Thor. I didn't know it was a frog. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of connectivity with this. Um, hey, what's going on, Tate? Hey. So, um, I think, like I said, it, it's it can go pretty much anywhere um, with what what the films that we know that are coming out, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious as to where they're going to place the next season of Loki in between the films. Then, because I think isn't a Quantum Mania supposed to be coming out 2023, something like that? Yeah. And I'm not sure when uh, Multiverse of Madness is coming. That's supposed to be 2022, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so these are, yeah, these these are buttoned up close to all this is going to be mixed and match. So where, I know Kang is supposed to be one of the main big bads in Quantum Mania, so I wonder if he's also now going to have to factor in the rest of it. And are they going to overuse him? Like, don't worry about that. Let's take a quick break. And then come back and give our individual ratings and then do some more of the speculation because there is a lot to speculate about. Mm-hmm. Talk to me in a minute. And welcome back to the second half of the Ascari cast. We're talking about the Loki finale we just finished yesterday. Uh, ratings, what do you guys give this one out of 10? I really enjoyed it. And I liked, I normally don't like informational TV shows. I like just pure action when I think of Marvel. But because I felt like this information was more relevant to like the next phase and it just wasn't like a filler episode. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Okay. The series. Okay. Yes. Jordan? Okay. Um, damn. All right, Andrea. We had a similar rating. Um, <laughs> it said it, right before you said your number, I was like, 9. Um, but, yeah, I find it, like, I, I give it a 9 just because of the fact that, like, we had, like, for me, I'm, I was consistently kind of in drawn into this into the situations that we were wrapped up in and like the acting was 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 well was done well everything was committed executed very well for the most part um you know despite despite probably with some plot holes and things earlier in the show or confusion but for the most part it was very everything was kind of consistent we had a nice uh, and we had a very good resolution because that usually the resolution and for me is what cements everything like you said earlier Andrea so it was like alright you gave me Jonathan Majors this is amazing yes. like this is great like this is um, I, I was so happy like I, I will sit here and watch this man act and just talk he doesn't need to do anything else so um, I just really like that this was this was good this is what we need like and also I enjoyed that we that there felt like there were there were real uh ramifications 
and consequences of actions I kind of enjoy that feels more grounded it has more realism to me where it's just like oh this happened like wow. there's yeah wow yeah it's wow like there's nothing there's no there, there's no tension behind it there's no feeling and we got that in the season finale I felt for when oh, I didn't want narcissistic incest to happen but it happened mm-hmm. uh, or, or did it not happen it didn't happen um I personally believe that Sylvie kissed Sylvie kissed him. Like I had these conversations. I think Sylvie kissed him to to kind of like throw him off his game and put him into the other dimension. I don't think it yeah. was anything personal. Some people would disagree with me, but I believe she did that because she knew she could distract him with it. And boom, I, I kind of enjoyed that. It was funny because I was like, I didn't really want there to be like a romance between. Them. Yeah, yeah. Be a friendship. Um. But they they do they may genuinely care about each other, but it doesn't have to be anything like sexual. So I'm like, she just did that to get him out the way. Oh, that was dope. So she was cool. She was, it was cool. It was good. It was good. I was happy with it. Yeah. Rod. I get like I said, I was happy with it. I give it about an eight for what we got, minus the action. It was mostly exposition. Like I said, if I go on the potential of what we could see in the future, I'd give it a nine. But for me, it's a it's really an eight because what would be really interesting now with these multiple Kangs, could we get a separate version, Marvel's version of Split, basically, but with multiple Jonathan Majors as various versions of Kang that come in? You know what I mean? So instead of it all being in one person, it's multiple and it's on a like Time Lord multi universal level, so it's not as confined as Split is, but writ large within the MCU of him now, just because Sylvie has destroyed all the timelines, creating all these alterations, and now various Kangs are just going ham everywhere (laughs) and popping it out. And now perhaps we have multiple versions of all the heroes, because obviously you, you can't have just one team. No going to deal with this now. And I feel like that's what What If is going to be showing, a little snippet of what could be with the different true, teams. True. That's true. Because if Kang is as bad as what I've read and seen and heard about, I'm I'm not feeling how Ant-Man can handle that dude. Like, I just be, not to be funny. How bad is, but, no, no, just give me an example. We got time. What, how, how gruesome is, is Kang? I mean, if he's, he's able to go toe-to-toe, one version of him, the Immortus version is able to go toe-to-toe with Apocalypse, then you really expect yeah, you really expecting for and, and the Avengers have to come together to basically boot him back to his timeline. Do you really expect Ant Man to get him? Like <laughs> it's not gonna be just Ant Man, it's gonna be a lot of help. Yeah, but I mean there's Ant Man Quantum Mania, I don't I mean okay, him and the Wasp. Okay, I, I still don't see them two teaming I, up to stop. I I don't see them my prediction is I don't see them beating him. I see them tricking him or like okay. trapping him. Not like defeating gotcha. him. Does that like, make I, sense though, given how smart he's supposed to be? I, so that's that's the thing. Like that's the only thing I can think of that they might try and trap him because I don't see the I don't see them defeating him. Because if he is that big and bad, unless they have help that's gonna come out that we're not gonna know, or it's gonna be stuff that is gonna be explained throughout the next movies or TV shows or in before Quantumanium comes out and then, then we're like, okay, this is how they're gonna do it. But like, I don't see it being them defeating him, more of like pushing him somewhere else, but never actually KOing him. 
or having to recruit somebody that's on his intellectual level, i.e. someone like a Dr. Doom who's like waiting in the wings and is, is also a villain in his own right. And it's probably going to be like, you sorry sons of bitches. Now you finally want to, <laughs> now you want to call on me for help after shunning me and stop me from doing what I was trying to do. And now you need help. Now this is how bad it's got that you've come to me. And it's like, yeah, this dude is wrecking a whole bunch of timelines and we, we need, we need to match wits. And, uh, sorry, but unless you want it all, just to, you, you rather just watch it burn when we understand, but <laughs> you need to understand the stakes right now. So, that's what I'm saying. It opens up so many variations they could do. Um, that, and that's what I'm really excited for. Like I said, what we got here was cool, but it was an open door into what could be. Yep. It opened the door to my two favorite Spider-Mans coming and plus the third one. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Is it good? What? You don't think <laughs> well, we I don't want to get my hopes up. I really don't want to get my hopes up. I don't know up. if we're going to see them all in the same scene, but I feel like they might all be the same. <laughs> They're all yeah. going to be in the movie. I'm not, I promise. I'm not putting my Come hopes up. I don't know. I don't scene, know. But I feel like there might be them in the same movie or show together. Like if, like in the what if, if like maybe they lent their voices to their character. Hmm. But I, like I think all that's like, already there. I think, I think Tom Holland uh, voiced. Uh, a version of Spider-Man. I don't know about uh, Garfield or Tobey Maguire, but I know. I think I think Tom Holland is already voiced. So, like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't see them all talking talking to themselves. I didn't see that part, but I I did think, okay, Doctor Strange have all three of them. Yeah. Why would Marvel miss out on that meme? The all point. You want the meme with all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other? Yeah. We gotta have that. If they don't do that, they're missing a big opportunity. I'm like, come on, Marvel. The into the um Spider Verse. Yeah, into the Spider Verse. They did that in like their end scenes. That that was funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I'm just I'm very excited. I saw a comment that someone put out there like now everything's canon because of all the different variants. So it doesn't matter. Like you can say you can't say <laughs> someone did or didn't do something. It's like, hey, right. you live in a variant. Everything's canon now. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, at least this definitely gives them a way to introduce uh, the mutants without it being awkward because they can just rationalize it away as, as multiverse. And yes. we, we finally see the yes. X-Men and Avengers, Fantastic Four, and everybody side by side or at least interacting in some way uh, without it being weird. Yeah. Because it, it was getting weird, especially when it, what they did with WandaVision when they got the dude that played Quicksilver in the Fox version yeah. of the films as what was Boner was his name in, <laughs> in, in WandaVision. So that was going to be weird because they're supposed to be brother and sister, but they're also supposed to be the children of Magneto in mm-hmm. the other universe. So it's like, okay, but we haven't seen Magneto, but if you enter him in here then how are we gonna have this when you got them in the MCU as these orphan kids who grew up in Sokovia when, when Stark's missile brought their building down and that's how they became mm-hmm. and they ended up going to Hydra and all this other stuff so it's, it's kind of trying to reconcile all that stuff but you're right Andre if they make it just a thing of the multiverse then it's just hey everything before is what it is it was just on this timeline and now we're merging the timeline. 
So I'm viewing it. Um, so how I'm viewing the multiverse. Um, forgive me for mixing DC and Marvel. Forgive me ahead of time. Um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> but like how so you know how um, CW's DC universe, how they had like the multiverse of like yep. like that's how I'm sort of viewing it. Like so, please do it. The Flash that was on Earth One, and then like the Supergirl who was on Earth Two, like they were on different Earths, and so like on his Earth. She wasn't Supergirl. She was someone else, and Clark Kent mm-hmm. was someone else. And so that's how that's how I'm like picturing it in my head to make it make sense. Um, of like, okay, so Tony Stark on this Earth may be a completely different Tony Stark on the next mm-hmm. Earth because on the next universe because it's a different universe. Who's to say he was born into a family of money in his brain? So it's like that's how I am. Picturing it, which is why I'm saying the Spider-Mans may not be in the same room, same scene together, but I feel like they might all be in the same movie together, but mm-hmm. just be different versions. Even if it's like he meets the Andrew Garfield and the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker, who like live on his Earth, but like they're different people. They're gonna have Andrew Garfield as like a postman. Yeah, Tobey Maguire is a mailman <laughs> in the background. I mean, crazy. Oh, and that would be so funny. But like, if you could just see how they like, maybe they're not, maybe they're not Spider-Man on their universe. Maybe like, however they're doing. But that's how I'm picturing how DC did it with their TV shows and the different multiverses and everything, the different like Earths. Uh-huh. And that's how I'm seeing the Marvel might take it. Well, yeah, it Marvel's already done that. They've already done that in their comics. They've got varying. Earths They've all it. done it. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. Like, yeah. Two have TV done it because like they're. Because one of the things they said about the, like the Loki, they weren't trying to go by any comics. They weren't trying to follow a specific timeline, a storyline from any specific comics. So that's why I'm like, if they are continue with this thought, a process of not following a specific comic storyline, sort of leaves it open to they can basically do anything or still or take from different or different storylines or just make up their own the whole new one. So. Mm-hmm. There's so much they could do, but to make it make sense, or like to, you know, so you can have some type of understanding. I'm sort of viewing it has the multi Earth versions, like they have with the CW, which I've been watching forever. But like <laughs> their DC shows is how I'm sort of viewing Marvel's multiverse. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was saying before that they weren't gonna stick 100% to one version or the other, and that's why uh-huh. we get these amalgamations. Because like you said, like I was saying before, it's a lose lose situation. If they stick 100% to it, then they didn't really do anything new, and everybody's going to call the writers lazy. And if they stick partially to it, then and then they stray, you know, you get the actually folks, actually, yeah, um, this he really wasn't like this, he was like that. An episode in a what was it issue, <laughs> issue number nine that came out in 1964. Oh, God. So, you're going to get those people. So mm-hmm. you get, it's a lose-lose situation to try and stick to the comics or yeah. to take two. So what they're going to do is they're going to pick and pull from various. And because I think uh, Sylvia is basically an amalgamation of uh, Lady Loki from the time that Ragnarok happened, where the Asgardians are killed over and over again, and they're reborn into other bodies. And the, the spirit of Loki went into the body that was supposed to be Sith. And that's how we, one version that we get Lady Loki. And we also have Enchantress, which is mm-hmm. a separate person. So she's kind of a mix of those two. She's not either or, but she's kind of a mix of those two versions 
in in the comics. So yeah, I think you're right. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mix and match this stuff and copy and paste it to try and see what they can put together and give us whatever they give us. And hopefully, it's my hope is that it's just done well. Um, whatever they do, I I don't have that fear with Marvel. Not gonna let. I don't have that fear with Marvel. I mean, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. At a, it's gonna meet their standard, but also sometimes it doesn't make it good. It's just okay. But well, I want it to be great. I want. As long as Marvel keeps control, because you know the mouse can kind of mess up sometimes. Yeah. The mouse. The mouse messed the mouse? up with Star Wars a few times. So. Oh yes. The I mouse can definitely put the kibosh on so. something that they now own. It's like, well, we don't think that's gonna be right. So let's just do this. If they I, if they leave it to the crew that's got a winning record, then I think it's all good. But you know, you can you can run a team into the ground if you put the wrong head coach in there. So that's very true. So I I sort of hope they don't pull from the comics as much, just because I want to be surprised. I don't I I want to be completely and utterly surprised. Because um, I'm that person who when when it's announced. I go on Google and I search, okay, what comic is this about? And I basically read what the whole thing was about. And then, like, I look at all the videos that people make. And so I'm like, oh, I already know what's going to happen in this movie. Okay. Like, I'm that person. I don't want that to happen this time. <laughs> like, I want to, in phase four, let's go crazy. You okay. guys, like, you've already right, proven right, right. that you can, you can make a compelling story. You've got us all the way from Iron Man or technically the Incredible Hulk. I think, did that come out before or after? Or am I mixing? Because it's like three of them. But like from all the way from that to now, like you oh. kept us, you're good. You have got consistent work. Um, don't drop the ball now. <laughs> I mean, just push the envelope. Really, I just want yeah. you to push the envelope on. I want. I really want to see War of the Kings. I do believe we. Oh I do believe we'll probably get multiple versions of him. Kang not, Kang. Maybe not all in the same movie oh, or maybe not all at the same time, but I do believe we'll meet different versions of him because he played that role so well. And he was only in one episode here, and we know he's going to be in Quantum Mania. I feel like mm-hmm. he should show up in the multi in uh, Doctor Strange's Doctor Strange's movie. I hope, like I hope so. I hope, I hope we get to see him in multiple uh, movies because he is good. He is so good. I have a question. Are we getting blue skin Jonathan Majors? I was just about to say, I was, (laughs) you know what? I I hope we get the blue version of Kang, but I was also very happy to see brown skin man on screen. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. Um, So we can get multiple versions of him, but we've already seen him. I hope we get multiple normal skin Kang, but we can all, you know, they're going to have to do it for the, for the fandom. And throw that that blue skin and purple helmet and craziness. We're gonna have to see it. I'm fine with the purple helmet. I'm fine if he puts the whole get up on. I just I want to keep his skin black. I just want to I want to keep this showing because Disney has a way. Even though I know this is Marvel, but they're owned by Disney right now. They have a way of like you know making black people not look black in all of their movies that black people are leads. So I don't want him to have blue skin for that for that fact. It's coming. Just, just prepare yourself. I just don't I'm, I'm prepared. I want. I'm like, is he gonna evolve and get blue skin? Is something gonna happen? We'll see what happens. What? Yeah. I hope it was nice. It was nice when we got. I hope if it is, I hope it's just like a mask that comes off and we get to see. His <laughs> I like. I like the uh, meme that people have already made the picture of him. It's actually John Major's face, blue 
with the lighted lines that come down over his eyes. It looks just like the comic, but it's, you can tell it's black man features. It's his features mm -hmm. that are coming through, but it's just that version of him. And I wouldn't mind that. Matter of fact, I was just looking at the version of, uh, not Apocalypse, but uh, Dark Side that I have that Phoenix uh -huh. did for me. And I was looking at Dark Side in the drawing that he did, and you could tell, like, you look at his face, look at his lips and nose, and like, that's, a, like, it's a, that's, a, that's a black guy. Like, that is that's definitely hilarious. a brother. You could tell in his face. <laughs> you know. So I don't I don't mind if they do that, but I was glad they at least showed us first him without it all, and mm -hmm. I think it would be a build-up. And then I, I thought, the yeah, more I versions that. of him that we get, the more extreme the changes become as he becomes more of a jerk or the one that becomes more extreme as they follow and then finally the conqueror comes in or he's just doing whatever the hell he wants he's offering people he's trying to manipulate entire timelines he can come in with the crazy paying the conqueror look but we, at that point hopefully we spent a lot of time with the other versions of him yeah right. him old man as the scientist it was it was cool to see him introduced as a scientist that happened to yeah. upon multiple versions of himself. And he, that was a funny part when he was talking about, hey, I like your hair. I like your nose. I like yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah. all him talking to himself, complimenting each other and over and over yeah. again. That was kind of a, it was a funny, funny moment for the show. But I think we're going, we're going to get the blue, we're going to get the blue skin. I just hope it's like a costume, not his, not like his everyday look. That's all, that's all, I'll, I'll uh, take that. I'll take it a costume and not his everyday look. I mean, I the fact understand that, the importance of seeing it. I do understand. I do understand the importance of seeing because that is his costume, um, that is his look in the comics. But I do hope that they just sort of make it his costume, and then whenever he's not in costume, we get to see him black. Gotcha. I, think I will admit, I did enjoy Doctor Manhattan. He was visibly in the new uh, Watchmen, of course. Okay, the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, his face was visibly black still. So I was like, eh, they pulled it off. I mean. Yeah, it's gonna be the same. As long thing. as the phenotype is there, I don't care. Just the phenotype. What? What did? You, did she just say she never podcast people? I think she just said she never watched. Don't you just say you never? You say you don't like Watchmen, or you never watched? I've never Watchmen. watched it because I, I'm the person. I like spoilers. So I I let people watch it, and then I like see. Like, okay, if I can, oh if God. I can mentally like or physically handle watching a show, and I don't really like black drama and that's what i got from that from all right that's fair that was a lot I really of it really makes show. me uncomfortable i it don't was. get enjoyment okay. in watching that like lovecraft country i gave it i'm so happy it did amazing but i could get i could only get through like three episodes I was like i was like i can't watch this anymore like i physically okay. just cannot watch fair, fair. understandable so, understand i was like it's just mm, I, I can't do it i tried it's too much. I put my HBO Max on and let it run so it got the view, but I wasn't in the room. That's hilarious. hilarious. I left the room. I, I did the same thing for Watchmen, so it got my view. I just wasn't in the room while it was playing, and it was muted, so I didn't have to hear anything. But yeah. Okay. It still gets the views from me. Okay. I make sure I support my people. I just can't. But it, it, was, it was understandable. They did was, a good job with that, so yeah. a great job with that. Yeah, I only yeah. heard good things. And, but what I think what to more to Jordan's point, and, and this is kind of what I'm saying about that version of Kang, is that you could still tell the black. black dude beneath the blue. Send me veneer. that photo because I want to see that. So if you find it again, send it to me so I can. Okay. But yeah, the the blue skin beneath you could you could still tell it was Brother Man with his head shaved, 
yeah. and his features fully through, you know, even though he was glowing and all that old good they stuff. They did a good was, job. They did a good job. Black it was still right. him. Because I remember some people being <laughs> upset about Gamora, too, in, in uh, Galaxy of the Galaxy. You had a sister in the movie and you made her green. I was like, the character's green. So, yeah. I so, I wasn't. Yeah, oh, no, that's true, but I wasn't talking about that. I was talking more of like the Disney side. Whenever there's a movie where there's a black an animated movie, movie, an animated movie, they yeah, they do that with the, a lot of animals. It's they annoying. make the black person an animal, or they don't yeah. like show us as black. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like Princess and the Frog, she becomes yeah. a frog for a majority of the film. Yeah, right. I guess she's like, all right, seriously, mm, come on, Disney, just show our skin is not a problem. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> show show. Just show. <laughs> That's uh, all we asked for. Yeah. But yeah, no, I knew I knew she was green. So like it was uh-huh. it would it wouldn't have made sense not to make her the color that she was supposed to be because she was an alien race. Yeah. So and everyone on her planet was green. Just like the girl from um Marvel, Gemma, the actress's name, she was blue, I think. She was one of the Cree people. Okay. And so like, yeah, like that would have I probably forgot. Well, so I know what you're talking about. So, is Asian. I can't. Uh-huh. I don't know the exact country. I can't remember. Is her name is Gemma, and I cannot think, remember her last name. But she uh-huh. was in Crazy Rich Asians. She was a cousin in okay. Crazy Rich Asians. If you saw, if if you want to try to, I, I didn't see Crazy Rich. Um, but she, they made her blue. But I was like, also, she's from an alien race, and there's blue people on there. So, yeah, I want to say she was blue. Okay. Um, I mean, she was green. She was blue. Yeah, yeah, so like, it was like she was Cree, so I was like, okay, you can't really. That was their skin color, so like they still just made a person of color another person of color because that, <laughs> that was that was the skin color of that race that she was a part of. So I was like, I didn't get up in arms about that, but like Disney side, whenever they have a chance to have like a black person as a lead in an animated thing, they just make us an animal. So well, I guess they're well, but it's still not animated though. With uh... yeah. Holly Bailey is the new mermaid. Oh, little yeah. Mermaid. Oh, Little Mermaid. They just wrapped That's not going to be animated, though. So, yeah. Oh, that's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah. That. It's going to be weird. Um, we're going to get, like I said, I don't know how they're going to fit all this in into everything else with the second season of Loki and, like I said, uh, Multiverse of Madness coming up. There are so many things they could do with this to sprinkle. I don't know if they're just going to sprinkle them in here and there. Throughout the the films and the shows now, uh, but you know, yeah, they're never in chronological order because Black Widow oh. came out after her character's death. Yeah, but but like, so it's like so if they if season two comes out after all of this, but then like it still sort of happens in the middle of it because technically Loki happened in the middle of everything else happening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I. It'll just explain more, like how Black Will explained some things about Natasha that made sense from other movies. Like, oh, oh, that's what he meant when he said Dracoff's daughter. And that's what his, that's where she got the best from. And that's what this means, so. Well, that's what the majority of that was yeah. about, was all the callbacks to stuff that the entire audience had no clue what the hell they were talking about. Every time yeah. her and Clint mentioned Budapest, we're like, what happened in Budapest? But And now it's like, honey, you should not be that happy. You should not be, like, be that cavalier. Oh, this is like Budapest. Mm, we remember that very differently. Yeah, we remember that very differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that was a bunch of hate members. Hmm? 
That was a bunch of hey members. Remember, remember like, you know, when they drop things in the show, hey, hey, member? Oh, remember, yeah. Remember, remember this? Remember this? Hey, member? Remember that, they, they did that the entire time with uh, the Avengers pretty much. And it was like Black Widow finally was the payoff for all those hey members. They kept whispering back and forth oh. that nobody else had any clue what was going on. But apparently Loki did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Though I will say for Loki, um, his character development from who he was at the beginning of the episode to who he is at the end was a huge character growth that I don't think he He even got to in the movies. They digitally rubbed his nose in it. Hmm? They digitally rubbed his nose in it. You know, you have a puppy and the puppy (laughs) pisses on the on the carpet and then you take that puppy and you drag him over yeah they, I'm yeah. Saying, like, they dragged him over his life like, hey look at this this like, is what happened to you so this version of Loki I like more than the movie version of Loki well, yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah I mean we got the, we got to see more in depth uh, of a just relationship with him get to see more stage time in my opinion yeah it yeah, was his story. We got his story. I mean, it was his story, so we got to see that happen, more development. So I'm fine with liking him more than the regular. Character. I love it. Not uh, Sylvie well, just you, stays true to herself the entire time. She's like, I'm a bad person and I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're supposed to like this person. Loki. You're supposed to like this Loki more because he sees the ramifications of his actions and he sees exactly... They, they basically showed him all the pivotal moments where he could have taken another turn and he went bad anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and then he sees the results of all those choices. Like, especially when they show him and his mom getting killed because he basically made a wrong turn and led the, the Frost Giants and them to their quarters and end up getting his mama killed and him not mm-hmm. knowing what was going on after. So, yeah, they basically rubbed his nose in everything that he had done. So, yeah, I can see him. Guy. And they, they, were, they kept talking about their opinion of him. A Mo- Mobius, specifically. Yeah. Like, dude, we we know who you are. We know what you about. You know what you're gonna do. And he's like, no, I'm not that dude. And he's like, watch this. Click. Look at this episode. <laughs> but you <laughs> are about this one. <laughs> Here's one of your greatest hits right here. Check this out. And he was like, <laughs> and then putting him in the red room with uh, Sif after cutting her hair yeah. and she was beating him yes. down repeatedly. Like, oh, I love Lady Sif. I'm happy that she came back, even just for that one little. Keep kneeing oh, him in the balls over and over and over again. Yeah. Woman power! Because yeah. he's completely uh, remorseless before then. Right. Remorseless uh, about all of it. He doesn't yeah. care. Like. So one of the Easter eggs, though, that you saw in the void that I really thought was interesting, and then I saw that it was a helicarrier, but someone else pointed out someone else, uh, uh, Rockstar, new Rockstar, I think it was them, or it could have been a TikTok because I watched a whole bunch of those. Um, pointed out the helicarrier had the Hydra symbol on it. So maybe it was one of the, um, it could have been when Winter Soldier is Hydra 1 and it didn't need to hide anymore. And so they labeled everything Hydra. So like one of the helicarriers uh, was in the void. And you also see Dark Aster from uh, Ronan's Dark Aster uh, ship is. Yeah, you saw that too. Uh, the Living Tribunal. You see a statue of, of the Living oh, Tribunal. Oh, and the head. rocks or the something? Head. That three-faced yeah, head thing? You, I saw a clip of that. I saw that. Yeah, it's just sitting there on the ground. <laughs> you saw Doctor Strange's home. Sanctum. Sanctum Sanctum, yeah. Yeah, that place, because I can't pronounce words phonetically right now. That's okay. <laughs> I never can. So. 
Um, you, you never cared? No, I never can. No, I said I never could pronounce words. That's oh. okay. Um, what was the whole thing with Thanos copter? That was from that was from the was cartoons from? and the comics where this fool had a little what helicopter. He gets like arrested in in, in oh, the actual God. in like the eighties or it was it was old like in the seventies or eighties. He had this oh, actual goodness. like Thanos copter and he he flew around in a helicopter and he gets arrested by like Goofy. yeah like regular Goofy's ass the Joker director. like who is he the Joker like what is this foolishness of Thanos oh, copter. Yeah, okay. that's pretty funny. That's the one thing that didn't make sense to me, and I didn't see anyone who explained that. So I was just like, "Why?" One of the one, of the, one of the new rock stars should have that you saw. Oh, then maybe I missed it. I might have like looked away because yeah. I watch them while I work. So if I turned away to do like send an email, I might I might have <laughs> ah. missed it. <laughs> yeah, one of them, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you're just like me, Andre. It's okay. Yeah, watching stuff. I don't really work. watch things. But I, I work from things, home. Yeah. So my I, TV is next to my I desk. The, <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Rod doesn't believe you're really watching anything. I get it. It's a yeah, background. I don't get it. I call well, it I'm working on things in here. My TV's behind me. I can't. Yeah. Oh, this is my fun desk in my room. My office desk is outside of my room, and it's like set up, and the TV's right okay. there. And normally, I'm listening to like you know Murder She Wrote. But I was like, when Loki came out yesterday, I was like, I gotta watch that. So I watched that at 8 a.m. while All I'm right. responding to emails that I missed last yesterday. So you know, it's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I uh, what if is the next thing next? Uh, yep. Yes. On August 11th, and I'm not sure if the Star Wars thing is coming out the same time or near it for the uh, Disney Plus. And then George, I guess multi. Star Wars September. Yeah, is it September? 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 Yeah, Star okay. Wars is in September. So I guess that'll have to hold us over until uh, Multiverse of Madness comes out. Those two things for them. And then the, uh, I don't want to butcher that Shang-Chi? word. Yes, thank you. <laughs> or Shang-Chi, I don't know how to say Shang-Chi? it. Um, that's Shang-Chi? supposed to be coming out this year, right? And then Eternals, is that coming out this year? Oh, right. Yes, yeah, right there coming out. I'm not oh, sure how did I forget about though. that? How did I forget about Eternals? Yeah, because how are they going to fit right. in? So like, gonna fit in. Don't worry like, about it. They're going to fit in. Just we right. ignored you. Like, yes. we ignored you until now. Like, yes. you didn't see all this other stuff going on? That's basically, like, what they did. Because, like, in the trailer, you have one of the guys, one of the kids talking about, oh, now that Iron Man's dead, who's going to be in charge of the Avengers? Like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do it. No, so, no, you guys no, just no. sat there all no, through no. time and just let this crap happen when y'all could have just stepped up and been like, pluck, time you're is, dead. We're time is relative. In the mortal man's. Come on. Yeah, time is relative, and I was eating my cereal when uh, she was popping off, and I can't disturb my cereal time. So. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These cocoa puffs ain't gonna eat themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> cocoa puffs. Sugar <laughs> smacks. Oh or corn puffs. Diggum smacks. I didn't have. No. I had em smacks. Diggum smacks. That was your brand of the. Yeah, oh. The Super yes. Golden Crisp was the one with the bear. Golden Crisp oh, and Diggum. Golden yes. Crisp. And then you had Diggum Smash with the frog. Yeah, yeah. Diggums. Ain't getting up Super Golden Crisp. It's oh, complete. <laughs> How did we get here? Because we're awesome people. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the, the, the equivalent of what the Eternals were doing while shit was going down for the rest the of the universe. They just didn't care. They was, you know, enjoying their they Saturday morning cartoons and cereal and just let everything... <laughs> 
happened? That, that's what Thanos life was here. Oh, but I have yoga. Him. Thanos is here, though. We need to help. I have yoga. I can't miss this. Like, mm. chill. They'll be fine. I wonder They'll if work they, it out. I wonder if they were immune to being snapped. They're Eternals. They're, they gotta be, right? Right? Yeah, but like, I want to see them explain I want to see them explain I want an explanation. Like, why yeah, did you that? I don't give a F about, their, about y'all. Yeah. <laughs> But we're gonna live somehow in the ex- explanation that we get in Guardians of the Galaxy of when the stones were created, it was by the Eternals, correct? If you have the big purple one that was marching, they showed when he. Oh yeah, they did show that one. Yes, when the collector, did. when the collector explains where I the go stones back and watch that scene. I remember, I remember. I remember, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember everything that was said. I remember like the helmet. I remember yeah. his, his design. Yeah, like big purple glowing Galactus looking helmet, but he had the stone at the end of the staff. But he was huge. He wasn't like normal size. He yeah, was the the of, she was taller than Mal. Oh yeah, and so then he yeah. hit it in the whole like world. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, uh, they, yeah, they they were unaffected by any of the power stones. Uh, As they should. Well, I think that's that's uh, pretty much it for this one. I appreciate y'all for taking the time out of your day to talk to me and with us and to those that will be listening. We thank you for your time, taking out your time of day to listen to us uh, ramble on about these. Geeky nerdy things. Uh, just a heads yeah, up. Awesome. Tomorrow, yes, they are awesome. Tomorrow, uh, BlurredCon starts. The, uh, yeah, we're all gonna be there. Uh, Andrea yeah. Rose Washington will be there with her books at, at a table. Come see me. And, Where's your table? I Where's am it? table five hundred one. If they don't change it, it said the table things are subject to change. Oh, good. So, oh good. okay, okay. So right. I am table five hundred one in the main exhibit hall. Okay. Um, I'm near the back, so. You know, when people, it's perfect though, because people come in, it's like, oh, I just want to take a lap around. I'm near the back, so that way they have to, they always walk back there and it was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy it. I saw what's up there. So I'm excited. Yeah. And Jordan and I will be uh, hosting a panel when writer meets artist in the Lincoln Room at 1 30. I think it's the Hyatt Regency in Crystal City. Yep. Uh We are in the Lincoln Room at 1 30 to 2 20 tomorrow, Friday, the 16th of July. you fancy writing, you fancy creating comics, uh, come take a listen and see how we met and created two awesome graphic novels. And we have plenty more uh, within the Ancient Illumination series to come. And he is working currently on the Eve of Insurrection, his own comic that will thank be you, coming out soon. So we got some things coming down the pipe. Snaps yep. and claps. Snaps and claps. <laughs> Snaps and claps. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you once again. You all have a great weekend. All right, peace. Peace.